0: What's up everyone? Chris Manning here from the Lockdown Cavs podcast. My co-host Evan Dammer is with me. We are going to get into Cavs Mavs which the Cavs won uh did a little two-step through Dallas and took down the Mavs Monday night. Pretty clean win. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Jared Allen and how he's played. And we'll talk about the Darius garland Jared Allen connection and how much of a crux of the Cavs offense that has been. That's all coming up today on Lockdown Cavs, your daily Cleveland Cavaliers podcast, part of Lockdown Podcast Network, also available once a week at WKYC Channel 3 in Cleveland. And we want to thank you for making Lockdown Cavs your first first listen or your first watch every single day. Remember, we are free and available on all platforms.
1: You are Locked On Cavs, your daily Cleveland Cavaliers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Evan, the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, by the way, today's episode is brought to you by True Bill. Uh, Truebill is the new app. I gotta skip some steps here. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need and can even help you negotiate better deals on those that you want to keep. Evan, the Cavs shellacked the Dallas Mavericks Monday night, outscored them by 11 in the third quarter, 7 in the first. And this is a game where Dallas ended up pulling its starters, including Luka Doncic. Uh, fairly midway through the fourth quarter. This was a game that I thought would be more competitive that I kind of was surprised that it went the way it did to some degree. But the Cavs looked really good. They won. I'm what? not surprised What's up? this
1: wasn't as competitive. We talked about it. We were just looking ahead to this week in general for Cleveland. And I said, this is probably their most winnable game. And you brought up a good point saying Yeah, I just it, like, didn't
0: think they were going to, like, shellac. I just didn't think they were going to, like, kick the teeth out of the Dallas well, Mavericks.
1: two things. One, it's the first time the Cavs have played an offense where it's player-centric. And Luka Doncic, in, I mean, Luka d- annihilated the Cavs. He had a triple-double, 25-10-10. Um, but at the same time, it just seems like the Cavs just did not care. They put Larry Martin on him to start the game, which you were a little perturbed about, but whatever, man, it worked. I
0: perturbed is perturbed is strong. I would say skeptical because I don't carry emotion about that. I would say I'm I'm skeptical, and I don't re- exactly think I was incorrect. Um, yeah,
1: this is a fun game if you're a Cleveland fan. If you're a Dallas fan, you have to be really frustrated right now because, like I said, they have been overwhelmingly mediocre the Mavericks this year. And that's a little disappointing considering you have one of the best players in the league on your team. But the Kristaps Porzingis' injury is unfortunate. Hopefully he bounces back. He is a huge thing of what they're doing. But Justin Rowan, jokingly, before we start getting into awards and everything, we got to rank the bigs tonight. Justin Rowan said Kristaps was the fourth best big and then corrected it to fifth when he factored in Kevin Love. I would say he was the sixth. I would say Maxi Kaliba was better than him. And then for Cleveland to be Jared Allen, Larry Mark, and Evan Mobley, Kevin Love in that order. Would you agree or disagree?
0: I, I'm not playing Justin Rowan shenanigan games. He can pay me if he wants to do that. <laughs> anyway, um, Cavs, Cavs influence. They looked really good. Got. Yeah. Send me that Canadian dollar, Justin, let's go. Um anyway, Cavs throwing through some of the box score. Jared Allen 28 and 14, 12 of 17 from the field, 4-6 from the line. Evan Mobley had 12-7 and seven and 2 assists. Darius Garland had 18 points and 9 assists on 7 of 13 shooting, including 1 of 3 from 3. Uh, Kevin Love had 10 off the bench. Ricky Rubio had 7 off the bench. Larry Markinen had 24 points, 8 rebounds, 5 of 9 from 3. Maybe again another really good performance from him. And Isaac Koro, 10 4-6 from the field, 2 assists and a block. Um, every starter for the Cavs was a was a positive on the floor. Mobley and Okora were the lowest at plus five. Everyone else was above 20 points. Uh, not really very many things we could nitpick really. for the Cavs. There's one stat I will point out when we get to that that is interesting. But Evan, who's well, your I think MVP? There's really two, maybe
1: three picks. But I'm going to go with Larry Markkinen again. I think I gave him a shout-out. I gave him a shout-out the last episode, but this time he's my MVP pick. Carter Rodriguez pointed this out, saying that Larry's shooting. This is the first time this season he shot above 50% from three-point range. And then I pointed out he's been shooting, including this game, since coming back from health and safety protocols, 42.4% from three. And you can kind of see some of those three-pointers, he's just kind of like F it, and he just bombs it away from three. And more often than not, that goes in, but... Uh, the Cavs kinda need that, and I think that this is gonna be an interesting wrinkle in their offense going forward because you and I said this three big lineup is something that the Cleveland is gonna stick with probably going forward because we're now twenty-one games into the season and they haven't given up on it yet. So uh, I I just think Markinen this is his best game so far thus far as a Cavalier, considering the last game was his best game as a Cavalier. Like this is a pretty encouraging sign of things to come. So yeah, Lars my MVP pick for the nine. Who's yours?
0: Jared Allen, I I think he was absolutely manipulating. I I just think he, like, did whatever the Mm -hmm. heck he wanted. And, like, Moses Brown had no juice against him. Chris Esporzingis, and uh, when he was on the receiving end of of Jared Allen attacks, no answer for it. I, I don't really know. Like, he was just so good in a way that was just, like, quite interesting. And... Uh, we'll talk about him more, so I don't want to spoil too much of that. But he was really good, and I kind of think he, the Cavs, like using him as like a lob threat, basically just like was the crux of everything they did, and it made Dallas scramble in a lot of ways. Evan, uh, my stat of the night is the only thing that is like kind of bizarre for me. This one, the Cavs had an, a turnover percentage of of twenty one point mm-hmm. five. That's like in the bottom five percentile of their performances for the year. Like for them to win the way they did and like have the like they had an offensive rating of almost uh, of one nineteen burner possessions they you know they had a really effective field goal percentage above sixty percent overall really mm-hmm. good performance right the fact that they like had a turnover problem and it like just didn't matter just speaks to how well they played otherwise so salute to that I just think that yeah was no one definitely
1: road. that is a interesting statistic and they played really well like. There's not a lot of negatives to pull from this game against Dallas, but if you really get into the minutia of it, maybe there are some things you can pull, and that's a really positive stat. Uh, my stat of the night is a pretty simple one. It goes hand-in-hand hand with your MVP. It's Jared Allen scoring a career-high 28 points, which is weird to think, but at the same time, you realize Jared Allen isn't like a high-usage offensive player, but J.B. Bickerstaff is running a lot of plays involving Jared Allen lately because it works, and this is going to go hand-in-hand hand with my play in the night as well, but... Yeah, no, Jarrett just was phenomenal tonight. He definitely deserves as many flowers as he gets. I think people being skeptical of the contract extension, Cleveland signed him too. Kind of looking a little foolhardy right now. But he has been Cleveland's best player by and far this season, so it's been really refreshing. Um, just another quick shout-out to the stat of the night. You said Dallas is, like, one of the top teams in terms of three-point attempts, but, like, one of the bottom teams in three-point makes. That was indicative last night when they were thir- they went 12-39 of 39 from the three-point range.
0: Shout out to my Cleaning the Glass subscription for making me sound smart. Um, Anyway, Evan, your play of the night. I, I know where you're mm-hmm. going with this because we do prep. We do. But what, what did you, tell the well, listener what your pick is.
1: I'm going to be a coward and say every lob from Darius Garland to Jared Allen in the third quarter.
0: Oh, okay. So you swerved. you swerved cool.
1: a little bit here, but every lob from Darius Garland to Jared there were some that were so good. But then, like you know what, they all deserve recognition because, like I said, Jared Allen is not a high usage offensive player. He usually gets his points on putbacks and pick and rolls. And JB Vickerstaff is aware of this and the fact that he's an elite finisher at the rim. And this is gonna go. I'm just hand in hand in hand in today. We're gonna talk about this in the next segment. But like Garland and Allen's on court chemistry is insane, and it is so fun to watch it. Just keep flourishing over time and last night against dallas we really saw it at its apex because it was a guaranteed bucket every time they ran a pick and roll where they threw a lob up for Jar- or darius threw a lob up for jarrett so it's really cool to see it's cool to see that the calves kind of have a bread and butter play that seems to work Uh, You'll notice early into the game, Darius tries to get Jarrett involved or Evan involved as soon as possible. I think that's a smart way to kind of build their offensive identity. So, yeah, no, Jarrett Allen feasted, and he gets a lot of shout-outs on this episode.
0: Yeah, he's really good. Um, My pick is – I'm just going to shout out Dylan Wendler for a second because he didn't play much. It wasn't really like a factor in why they won this game. But second quarter, he had a nice pump fake and drive and then feed for an assist. Um, You know, he didn't – he took one shot in this game. It was not a three – he didn't score. He only had the one assist. And he had two boards. Like very nothing burger, like blah from Windler. And not the kind of performance that like I think like in, is would make him a case for like being a, a rotation guy if the team was healthy. But the little bit of like pump fake, get into the lane and find the the got the shooter was just something we don't see a lot from him, and it was just kind of nice to see a little bit of, of life from Dylan Windler. Don't know if it's going anywhere. I'm kind of skeptical it's going anywhere, but just kind of like a good little moment for him when, when he really needed one. All right, after the break, we are going to get into the connection between Darius Garland and Jared Allen and why it has been so effective and why it is so centered to the Cavs' offensive identity. But, Evan, uh, you ad read
1: first. Folks, do you know why free trials were new without your consent? It's a business scam out to get you. Do not, and I mean do not, let greedy corporations pocket your money and so, in order to avoid that, download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 per year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there for you when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has over 2 million users and has helped them save over $100 million. That's a lot of money. Don't fall for the subscription scam. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now. Truebill.com slash NBA. It could save you thousands, literally thousands a year truebill.com slash locked on nba one more time truebill.com slash locked on nba
0: all right back here i remember thanks again for making us your first listen every single day remember we're free and available on all platforms evan uh so give you going to throw some numbers at you here for darius garland you're like jared my darius garland. garland i'm jared allen for the
1: this- finish these numbers you throw at me
0: 803 possessions for them this year, according to Clean of the Glass. They are plus seven per uh, plus seven per possessions on average in those minutes. The offensive rating, 109.8, uh, which is very, very good above uh, league average. Uh, not very, very good by the cap standards. It's not like actually good. Def- defensively giving up 102.9 points per possessions. Uh, we'll, we'll get into Darius a little bit here as well. But one of the things that's interesting is um, the the – the starting lineup that the lineup that they've played the most together the, the Garland Sexton Markkanen Mobley Allen lineup uh, which obviously will not see again this season uh finished the year with a 95.95.7 offensive rating which is bad but then you go to some of the other ones like you they're they're a little all over the place still like Garland Okoro, Markkanen Mobley Allen is has a good offensive rating Garland Okoro, Wade Mobley Allen does not have a good offensive rating like some of this stuff is still just like very mm-hmm. in flux I just think, Evan, we've seen in real time that when Jared Allen is on the floor and Darius Garland is on the floor, and Ricky Rubio to a lesser extent, but I think the Garland-Allen connection is, is stronger because it's just been built longer and, and, and whatever. They just – you can run like, – I think the Cavs' escape valve is not – like there's a little bit of the Darius Garland shot-making we've seen. It is really like, hey, can Jared Allen like, get to the rim and can we throw him a lob? And he's, add, he's added like the little jump hook stuff. He looks more comfortable with that to me. We've basically seen, um, kind of at least I gotta I'll look at the charts here to kind of verify my, my eye test here, but I think the we've kinda I don't think I've seen Jared Allen take like a jumper from like the free throw line, which is like a was like a, a thing he did a decent amount last year. I, I think their connection is just so clearly like the center mm-hmm. of what they do. And obviously, like, you know, this pushes Evan Mobley like out of being a lob threat, which he's very good at when he's playing the five in some minutes around with spacing around him and the floor looks more open. And, you know, there, there certainly is, like, some consideration to this. But, like, a Garland Allen pick and roll is just, like, it, it is instant offense and easy it's offense bread for and the butter. Cavs. And it's just kind of just like, yes, really good passer plus really good lob finisher. Like, that's a basic thing, but it's just sort of like, oh, they at least have something they can kind of do. Yeah, turn sometimes
1: to when they need it. doing the simple things or what's up with it. It's like cooking. Let's put it that way. Some people like to do get a little too fancy with these dishes. Sometimes a classic rustic dish always just works the best um that's my uh that's my analogy that's non-basketball related for the day so but yeah no they've been really fun together this year like I talked about when Jarrett was sidelined with his non-COVID related illness you could really tell that the Cavs were bogged down offensively and then was Mobley out did was Mobley out when Allen went down with his COVID related non-COVID related illness I it's it feels like a blur Because yeah. the, thank- the Thanksgiving, uh, gap. yeah,
0: Mobley, Mobley was not mob yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, it was Mobley. Was I know, not so back the ahead,
1: offense I really bogged down. my little sideline because yeah, JB Bickerstaff took no, like d- jump. Yeah.
0: No disrespect to no. Ed Davis. But.
1: I mean, Ed Davis played really well when he was asked to step up, but
0: but like he's but it's like you're not gonna like run pick and roll and throw a lot. He's, he's like, like he's gonna he's like Zach Randolph. Things, he's he's
1: yeah. got the verticality, verticality, verticality of a phone book right now, but. <laughs> as do I. As, as do I. Um, the offense really like bogged down without Allen there, obviously, and I think it's just, just a circle all the way back to media day. JB said we need to take more three pointers and play at a faster pace. We're like, okay, this is encouraging. But he's like, I also think that the team's firing away from three is just trying to be trendy. We should establish our presence in the paint. I'm like, what the hell is he talking about here? I'm seeing what the Cavs are trying to do now and what JV means. They're playing exactly like they want him to or he wants them to because they're trying to establish a presence in the paint early. And like you said, I think this eliminates some lob opportunities for Evan Mobley, but I think maybe as they kind of condition and bring him back from this elbow strain, maybe they start playing him more, or sprain, sorry. They start conditioning him more to play more backup reserve five uh, with Marknan or Love at the four or even Love at the three because they've done weird stuff like that too. Or Marknan at three and Love at the four, but either way, I think... The Cavs maintaining a consistent Presence in the paint Like To circle back super super far Cleveland can now No longer have to Apologize for 48 minutes of elite Center play because that's What they have in Jared Allen Evan Mobley And to an extent Larry Markin too Because let's be frank he is a power forward Center playing the three But it's been really fun to watch their growth in real time i think an interesting statistic for me is like yeah you said offensively it's a little wonky especially if you look at the garland sexton Markinen, mobley allen lineup and he said like the garland decoro Markinen, mobley allen lineups like one of their strongest but there's not a lot of tangible data just the reduce it down just Mobley and Allen in general have been so good defensively and it's mostly Allen on this part but like when those two are on the floor together the Cavs shared the statistic before the game the Cavs have like a defensive rating of 97.1 when they're on the floor and then if you remove Allen from the equation it jumps up to like 103.9 and then if you have neither of them on the floor it's 109.9 at that point so it's it's crazy how good they are defensively and I think that's just the most endearing thing to me is Allen's gotten better uh ryan morton's pointed this out to me early on uh fear the sword social guy ryan morton um alan his most encouraging development for me is defensively like he's able to switch on the perimeter and i think that's really cool and like that's just something i want to see the Cavs continue to encourage i mean yeah he'll shoot threes i think i'm fine with like like once every like 10 games but like him being a reliable switch defender really unlocks a lot of things for this Cavs team defensively because, like him and Mobley being able to be threats all over the floor, like that makes them very hard to score on and is going to make them a lot better. Obviously.
0: Yeah the the thing with Allen, I think, as a defender with without Mobley is just I think what is I'm checking this right now, right my my. my Brain tells me that when Mobley is off and Allen is on, which isn't like a ton of time because they're both playing like a lot of yeah. minutes, obviously. I think basically, I'm I kind of think he's supporting like bad defensive players in in a way. Like so, like his most common lineup with Mobley off the court is Garland, Okoro, Wade, and marketing So like, there's one other plus yeah. defender on the court. And there. Dean and Wade that, is like, like that is that is just the defender. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'd even like the the Cavs like have like only a few plus mm-hmm. defenders and like that's tricky. And like a lot of his a lot of his minutes without um, Evan Mobley are coming with Kevin Love. There are some with Kevin Love and Lowry Marketing. So it's just like they're throwing a lot at Jared Allen because I think they just kind of believe he can handle it. And you're certainly going to have a drop off without him and Mobley. I think their whole defensive identity is him and Mobley. Mm-hmm. Um, We'll be curious to see how that obviously develops over time and, and what kind of counters other teams develop to that. It's just one of those things that we'll, we'll continue, to, I think, to monitor. I think just – we'll note him real quick. I think Mark and just kind of at least been a solid team defender in a way that I don't think any – like, it did not track from no. his Bulls career that he would sort of be this kind of – like, play within the scheme. But, yeah, I think he's certainly supported by those those two bigs. Um, Evan, after the break, we're going to – die. I want to go back to – the, the there's a there's a little no, I have a little note here on Allen and his shooting at the rim because I think it has been one of the key changes to him this year versus you know the first stint of games he played with the Caps. So we'll talk about that after the break. But first, got to tell everyone about our friends at Bet Online. BetOnline has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as the football season continues their march to the playoff. It remains the number one spot for all the sports action this season. So head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive the 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code LockedOn. That is all one word. From basketball to football to NHL to boxing, UFC, and your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the twenty twenty one season. Bet online again is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. You can bet on any sport you want to over there. And again, it's Bet Online where the game starts. Use that promo code Locked On to get that to get that fifty percent welcome bonus. Evan, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a little quiz at you here. Okay, last year, Jared Allen took sixty nine nice percent of his shots at the rim. Where is he at this year? Not a not a, in terms of uh, actual field goal percentage, just the raw percentage of his shots.
1: I feel like it's trending upwards. I want to see eighty percent. Let's just be.
0: You're, you're one okay. percent off at seventy nine. Okay. Which is not. It's not quite at like one the day. levels of uh, nineteen twenty and twenty right. twenty one with but. Brooklyn. You know it's it's hard. I I you're this is the best you've ever done. So just pat yourself on the back and and congratulate yourself. Only positivity here, but this it isn't quite at like his like peak like Brooklyn levels of of those those of um his nineteen twenty and twenty twenty one seasons. But it is a massive trend upward. He's taking much like six percent fewer shots. Still like a higher clip than he did in Brooklyn, but like only seventeen percent of his shots in the short mid range. Um, you know, really not taking nearly as many mid ranges as he did overall last year like a much just a much much lower percentage um, overall I think that is like really key because I don't think Jared Allen is ever going to be a guy that you're going to like want to like have be your offensive hub as a creator I don't think he's a guy that you want to be someone who is going to do a ton of stuff kind of in that way for you but he is a guy that I think is just going to always be a really good finisher he's at 80 percent at the rim this year which is would be a career high by about by by five percent he's not shooting some of that well in the other stuff, and he's added a little bit of stuff. Right, like I think we've seen some dribble handoff stuff from him. I think we've seen some some attempts to have him pass on to, to a back a guard who's back cutting towards the rim. There's been little stuff that I think adds to his utility in these other spots to kind of accommodate mobile, and I think that's important. But I think the crux of him is like get him to the rim, throw him lobs, throw him passes that he can, or if you can't lob it to him, get him the ball so mm-hmm. he can dunk. And if there's not like an elite defensive center, if it's not, I I would say Embiid, like that caliber of guy, I kind of think it's comfortable for me to like try and do that because he's just going to like probably finish it or at least try to finish it. And like, look what he did to Moses Brown. He got Moses Brown in in foul trouble purgatory, like pretty early, got Moses Brown in foul trouble really early in the second half where he had to get pulled out of the game. Uh, Obviously kind of a last minute start for him, but nonetheless, their starting center. And, like, look at the Porzingis part of it. The Cavs just, like, ripped Porzingis apart as the defensive five with Jared Allen. And, like, again, there there are long-term things probably to be mm-hmm. worked out here, right? Like, there are things you'll need to develop over time, and they will need to figure out over time. I think they're fixable. I think they're, they're able to figure some of that stuff out. And getting more spacing in some ways will help that. Jared Allen, just get him to the rim. It's pretty clear that it's just like, yeah, Darius Garland feeding him, Ricky Rubia feeding him. And getting him at the rim is like pretty efficient offense, and that's like at least like again like it, I think I just don't know what the Cavs would be if they had decided we're just gonna play evident like the alternate world where the Cavs were like okay we're gonna like sign and trade Jared Allen for like a, like a, a something right, and then maybe like they bring back like heart and Dimes and start him at the five nominally, but play more mobile at the five. I this team would just be flat out like significantly worse, I think, I'll in take. every single area. And I think an offense arguably even the. Well, no, it's it's not an hot take, it's just like reality. But like I know. But you just look at this and it's like Jared Allen is just so like integral to like what this team sort of is in a way that I think is is really, really interesting. He's having like like arguably the best year of his career. Yeah,
1: I think the numbers in Brooklyn are indicative of the Kenny Atkinson system too. I think that like that's just how the Brooklyn operates. Yeah, and
0: then he had the little bit of then he had some Yeah, yeah. And like just the that system with like the two guards that were shooting and like all the other space they had was like really yeah. really nice for him and that that obviously doesn't exactly
1: make sure. and he's making the the Cavs have found a way to properly utilize him and i agree i think he's having the best season of his career i think he's having an all-star season overall and it's just crazy to think about because there was a path the Cavs could have taken where they did sign Andre Drummond to that extension they offered him, and Jared Allen would not even be in this equation whatsoever. They could have Evan Mobley still, but Jared Allen would be in Houston. And again, sh- thank you and shouts to Ryan Morton. So, quick thank you to the Houston Rockets organization for passing on both Evan Mobley and trading Jared Allen to Cleveland. It's just, they the, the Cavs really
0: appreciate it, but... The four-team trade that that sent, you know, obviously, Harden to Brooklyn, Carousel Silver to the Pacers... Cavs get in there and, and get Jared Allen and and uh, you know the Cavs get Torin Prince there as well, Exum and 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 whatnot go to um, Houston. Like, would really like to read like a lot of like some of the like I would like like to know because I'm sure like there's different stories of like how that happened. I because like I'm sure everyone has a different perspective on it to some degree because that's just how some of this works. Um I would like to know like how people how that kind of came together the way that it did, and how the Cavs like sort of like snuck themselves in there to get to, to do that well, because like
1: a lot of it was like, Houston of didn't of the, the things Jared that Kobe Altman like because they didn't think he worked with Christian Wood yeah which is the dumbest thing I've heard yeah
0: which yeah I mean but I I would just like 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 of the, of the things that Kobe Altman has done that is not like draft a guy on the board right like I think this would like. And like he would probably tell you, like, you know, some of the other guys deserve credit. like there's probably like some group effort to it, right? But like mm-hmm. he's the face, he gets the credit. This is like probably the best move he's made as GM that isn't like yeah. drafting somebody. I agree with that.
1: I think that's uh I think that's a very fair assessment on your part. Like this is this is Kobe's best move, and obviously it's it's paid off in spades for the Cavs. Like the Cavs have the same record as some of the better teams or teams that are favored to win the Eastern Conference so far this year, granted. <laughs> Still early in the season, so we'll, we'll take it with a grain of salt. But Chris and I will full both fully admit we did not expect the Cavaliers to be eleven and ten, twenty one games into the season. I expect them to maybe have five or six wins at this point, and they'd be cratering towards looking at Paolo Banchero, and then maybe saying, "Okay, Banchero and Mopley," which yes would be amazing, but don't really have to focus on that now. But like Chris said, like the the Cavs have a bread-and-butter play, we talked about this in the last segment, um, in the whether it's Rubio or Garland throwing it up to Allen in a lob or in the pick-and-roll or just getting him involved in the offense has just been really work help helpful for them. And he said he hasn't had a true test yet. He actually has one coming up on Sunday. Rudy Gobert's in town, and I'm interested to see how, one, the Jazz defend Jared Allen. I think they're going to really, really, really respect his paint presence because they're a well-coached defensive team, and I'm also curious to see how J.V. Bickerstaff responds to that and how he tries and gets Gobert out of the paint so he can make Allen's life a lot easier. Because this is the crux of Cleveland's offensive identity. You want to make sure you keep this going because you don't want to make things uncomfortable for a young team because that's when things will fall apart in spectacular fashion, and that's when Evan punched his microphone. Yeah,
0: yeah that's <laughs> bingo card, baby. That's where. Um that's where like the mobile eventually being able to shoot threes at a clip is like yeah. a big deal or
1: marketing's three-point gravity provides a little bit of that but i don't know i don't think you're gonna you're gonna be hard pressed to force rudy gobert to switch on a Larry mark like i think gobert is gonna be comfortably trolling and rolling in the paint on sunday
0: yeah yeah no for sure i i like i think like you know, Bam Adebayo is incredible too. Like that yeah. is another like that, and the Heat play like are very sound defensively. They're very smart when they when they don't like. Not every game they've had has been particularly like. You know, they've not necessarily been engaged like all the time, but like that's a really smart defensive team, and Bam Adebayo is one of the best defensive players in the league. Like, there's a lot of fun tests coming up, and like the Cavs have another like they have a tough schedule again. Like they don't have like an easy game here for the foreseeable future, um, and and I as i i think it's just worth if you're watching at home and you want somebody to follow along on that's like a little tactical a little bit and you know, maybe off the radar i think looking at some of the stuff with how they approach getting allen involved against teams that have good defensive centers i think will just be worth Watching and seeing how they kind of handle it is a little like minor thing to watch. Um, Evan, let's get out of here though. We are going to be back again mm-hmm. Wednesday for a preview of Cavs Heat and we'll talk about some other stuff, I'm sure, on that one. Um, again, thanks again for making Locked On Cavs your first listen every single day. Remember, we are free and available on all platforms. If you want a good second listen, go check out Locked On Bets. Uh, from your board, Q and Lee Sterling, wherever you get your podcast or on YouTube. Again, thanks again. We'll be back tomorrow. Please subscribe. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube if you haven't already. I'm Chris. He's Evan. Be well.